Welcome to the Hoot Half Hour, Joshua ISD's podcast highlighting the latest news and accomplishments featuring JISD students, staff, and the community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Joshua ISD. You can also find us on our website at joshuaisd.org forward slash podcast and on streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music. I'm your host, Zoha Sanali, JISD, Director of Communications and Public Relations. For our very first episode, we're joined by Joshua ISD Superintendent Fran Merrick to talk about the 2022-23 school year and what's new this year. Welcome to the show, Ms. Merrick. How are you? I'm great, so thank you. Awesome. So we're back from summer break. How was your summer? Well, it was fast and furious. Mm -hmm. It was busy, but it was a good, um, relaxing summer, and I'm just excited to get started with another school year. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned it was a busy summer. We had a lot of um, news and updates, and so we just kind of wanted to recap uh, some of the decisions that were made. Um, Obviously, number one, safety and security. That was uh, on the minds of of most of us um, here in the state after the horrific uh, tragedy in Uvalde ISD. Can you talk about some of the decisions that were made over the summer between you and the board on increasing our um, safety for our students and staff? Yes, that was um, probably the most important topic that we um, focused on this summer. Looking at coming back to the school year and starting that school year, how are we going to um, increase security on our campuses throughout our district and be able to keep our staff and students as safe as we can? We already have a lot of safety features um, that we work with in Joshua ISD or on our campuses. You know, for instance, we have um, electronic access into our buildings already, and our staff, they have their badges. Our secondary students have badges as well to enter them into and out of the campuses. Um, Once school starts, um, only the front door is, you know, accessible. And actually, really, at any time, the front door is the only access for the public. Um, We have vestibules at our campuses where they do have to buzz in. One of our campuses that doesn't have a vestibule, um, it does have electronic access, but not a vestibule where the, the in, you can enter and then wait to be buzzed in is Elder Elementary. And so the, the board really um, wanted that to be a number one priority moving forward. So this year we are going to be installing and building a vestibule for Elder Elementary. The plan, the timeline is for that to start or the construction to start sometime in October. Um, and, and our principal, Miss Cassidy, who is new to Elder Elementary, she will be communicating with those parents on we're going to have to relocate that reception area while that construction goes goes on. And we've already worked, our operations department, technology department, has already worked to determine where that um, access will be, where that entrance will be, and how we will secure that entrance. And again, making sure that ultimately all of our students and staff are safe. Um, We're hoping that by March that vestibule is complete. Um, Of course, with all of the supply and demand issues that we're facing in our country right now, supplies, you know, that's, that's, dependent on that, but that is one of our number one priorities um, and one of the number one things that we discussed this summer. We also looked, you know, Joshua ISD in 2017 started its own police department. 
And last year, we had seven officers on our police department. We had an officer that was assigned to every secondary campus, and then our officers rotated. Then we had a few officers who rotated around through our elementary campuses. The board felt it was very, very important that we equip every campus this year, starting this year with a police officer. And so that's one of the things that we um, worked on. And so we now have 10 police officers um, as part of our department, and every elementary campus will have its own police officer. Both middle schools, again, will have their own police officer. We'll have a police officer for the New Horizon and ninth grade campus, and we will have two police officers assigned to our high school campus. The other thing that um, our board felt very important was not only to... have our own police officers, which that will do, what that will do for us is that we'll have, we will have one armed officer on every campus, two on the high school. In addition, we are going to hire, and we've already hired six safety patrol monitors who will be assigned to campuses. Our goal is to reach 10 and we're working very fast and furiously to get those hired. Um, and so we, what that will do for us is that we will assign one patrol monitor to every elementary campus, one to um, each middle school campus. Our ninth grade and New Horizon campus will have one, and our high school will have two. We already have one at our high school. We will be adding another. The role of these officers or monitors will be to walk the exterior of the campuses multiple times a day to ensure that all exterior doors are closed and locked, and also to walk in the interior building multiple times a day to make sure that all of our classroom doors are closed and locked. And that's something that we are really um, enforcing this year. Majority of our teachers always have their doors locked and closed throughout the day. Sometimes, you know, students are in and out through for restroom breaks or for, you know, they, they need to leave the classroom for one reason or the other, but it's imperative that our teachers leave their doors locked, and we've shared that with all of our staff. Um, Uvalde has changed many things, and it's, it, it's not the most convenient when kids have to go in and out. However, it's imperative that we do that. And so that's what we're doing for this year. The other responsibilities for our safety patrol monitors will be to also be outside and to be aware of the surroundings. If something doesn't look right, if something doesn't seem right, they will be those extra set of eyes um, for us and for our campuses so that we're just adding another layer of protection to, for the safety of our students and our staff. Um, so these are some things that we are adding to start the year. And just to, again, like I said, just adding those extra layers of safety. One other thing that we are going to be looking into, um, and it's going to take us about a year to get there, is a Marshall program, the Marshall program, where you do, you, we can train a, a current employee to be armed on campus. It, requires 80 hours of training for this program and so this is something we're working towards but we don't foresee that being completed by the end of this school year but starting next school year that's something that we will have in place um, 
to start that year. And, and I, know, I know the uh, Marshall and Guardian programs were a hot topic this summer, so uh, that's really great to hear that uh, the district is implementing that in the next year. And, and also one other thing that um, occurred this summer is um, Sheriff King pulled together all of the Johnson County schools and we met twice as a group. And then there were some other um, uh, virtual meetings that occurred, but in working together as a county in the event that there should be an active shooter at a campus, what would be that protocol? So there is a defined protocol that every school district will follow. That resolution is going to be approved Monday night at our Monday night school board on August 15th by our school board, where all other school boards will be doing that as well. But it brings us together, and what's good about that is there's consistency, there's conversation, and so that the right hand and the left hand both know what's going on in the event so that it's a smooth transition. Um, in that event. We hope that that never would happen and there's never a need for that to happen, but the communication is there and the plan is there if that should occur. Excellent. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, another uh, priority for the board was to, to take care of our own staff. So can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the updates uh, in terms of retaining our staff and some of the efforts that the board uh, approved? Right. Um, in May, our, our Board of Trustees made um, the announcement that our staff would receive a 3.5% raise at the midpoint for each pay grade for this coming school year. Um, typically, we don't make that announcement until August, usually at our, our convocation when all of our staff come back. Our board felt the need to make that um, announcement early this year simply because of all of the teacher shortages throughout not just this area, not just our state, it's a nationwide issue. Um, and, and so we made that announcement. The other thing um, that the board announced is that the starting pay for new teachers to the profession in Joshua ISD, uh, they made that starting pay $60,000 starting this year. Also, our board wanted to put something in place to reward those teachers that have um, longevity, you know, and tenure in the business of teaching. They put in place also some retention bonuses. Um, so once a teacher um, completes five years of service, they will receive a retention increase. And then once they um, hit 10 years, uh, complete 10 years of service, they will receive a retention increase, and then once they hit 20 years of service, they will receive an increase for retention um, in the hopes of just continuing to keep our good, strong teachers, retain them in the, in the, in the business, and um, put that in place as well. Excellent. Um, and so th there's also been some updates with uh, child nutrition and, and some of the new uh, pricing. Can you uh, dive into detail? Sure. Um, this year, there will be an increase um, in our lunch prices um, and in our breakfast prices. And this is due to the, the cost of supplies going up. Our breakfast prices will be increasing from $1.25 to $1.75 this year. Our elementary lunch prices will be going from $2.40 to $2.90 this year. And our secondary lunch prices will be going uh, from $2.90 to $3.25 this year. Obviously, you know, that 
everyone's feeling that the pinch um, in the grocery yes. markets, it's, it's not, and the schools are not immune to it, but we're doing the best we can. Uh, another um, important update that affects a lot of families is uh, transportation. Can you talk a little bit about where things stand in terms of uh, bus staffing and um, some of the apps that First Student uses to uh, communicate information out to families? Yes. Well, last year we saw, and just as all districts, and it was it was in the news weekly about the shortage of bus drivers, and, and we weren't immune to that. We felt that at the beginning of the year. We started the year um, short between 11 and 14 bus drivers last school year. Our board looked at that in September of last year and made a commitment because that that was affecting our kids' timing of getting to school on time and getting home at a decent hour. And so they made a commit. We contract with first students, so we, we, we worked with first student in our contract so that we could increase uh, what, we, what the pay for those bus drivers would be. And that has been very, very beneficial. We are starting the year right now. We are just short three bus drivers. Two, we, we weren't short two weeks ago or last week, two of our bus drivers are out on medical leave. But we do have some that are in training, some that are testing. We have 37 routes that we run in Joshua ISD. We have 34 drivers right now. So we are really, really happy. I can't remember being in this good of a condition with drivers at the start of the year um, in many, many years. So so this is very reassuring, and the fact that we do have some that are testing and training so that they will be coming up is, is really, really, really reassuring. Um, the other thing that um, is important for parents to know about transportation is there's two programs that First Student started with us, really started strongly last year, um, and one of them is eLink, and one of them is First View. And so both of these programs are, are accessible on our website through transportation. Um, one of them um, is going to tell you, if you're not sure what bus your student will be riding, you can go to that particular um, app, you can put in your address, and it will let you know what your bus route will be. The other one is something that you can log in and you can track where your bus is and when your bus, you know, when they've left the school, when where they are, and that way that kind of gives parents some reassurance there. So those are two programs that really, really are good. And uh, I think it's really important to note that uh, we, we've gotten some questions from parents about uh, eLink and First View. It's really important to note that eLink is the app that parents need to be using at this time, whereas First View won't be up and running until the first day of school. You're absolutely right, because eLink is going to be that app where you're going to go in and type in your address, and First View is where you, when school starts and your children are on the bus, it's going to give you that information. Thank you. Okay, uh, now moving on um, kind of to the to the somber portion of this podcast. Um, Earlier uh, this this year, you did announce that you will be retiring at the end of your current contract, which is the end of June 2023. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about what the leadership transition process will be like? Yes. So I will be here um, as superintendent through December 31st of 2022. And then what the board will do is in, in an effort to give them the opportunity to make a smooth transition into that new superintendent and to um, select and, and search for that new superintendent, they will have that spring semester to do that. 
the board will be um, towards probably mid to end fall, uh, end of this fall semester, selecting an interim superintendent. That interim superintendent will start on January 1st, um, and then that interim superintendent will stay in that position until the board has made that decision and uh, votes on a a new superintendent to lead Joshua ISD. Okay, so uh, kind of an interesting timeline. Um, Looking back uh, at your years of service in the district, uh, can you talk a little bit about some of your your favorite memories or if there's anything that stood out? Um, I know last week was our convocation and and the theme last week was one moment in time and and the impact that teachers and really all employees in our district have on, on students. Can you talk a little bit about some of your favorite memories, not only as a superintendent, but also as a teacher, administrator in, in Joshua ISD? Yes. So I started my tenure in Joshua ISD um, in the fall of 1990. There were only four campuses in Joshua at that time, and I was a teacher at Joshua Middle School. I was an eighth grade science teacher. Um, I then uh, moved to At the time, it was Joshua Elementary. I moved to Joshua Elementary as an assistant principal um, and then became the principal the first year that Joshua Elementary moved over to become Staples Elementary um, and then moved into administration in 1997 as a the curriculum director for Joshua ISD. I then became the assistant superintendent for curriculum, a deputy superintendent, and then in June of 2012, I was voted in as superintendent for Joshua ISD. So um, starting my 33rd year in Joshua ISD and in my 11th year as superintendent, there are lots of uh, great memories that I hold true to my heart. I think if I go back to those years of teaching, um, I loved teaching middle school. And I think right now and over the years, I think some of the, the, the most happiest moments is when I run into former students and um, just that just brings lots of joy to my heart as well as just anybody um, staff members over the years so there's many many staff members that I've worked with many many staff members that along the years that I have built wonderful friendships with um, and ties with. So that just brings lots of joy to my heart. But if I go back and look over my tenure as superintendent, just there's so many great memories. And one of the, the things that I still get so passionate about is one of the things that we started in the last 10 years are our student send-offs. And so when our kids go to post play, like um if they're, they're going to make the playoffs or if our band goes to area competition or our academic UIL moves on to regionals or state and we do these send-offs for our kids, we started that. And in the purpose of doing that was to build a sense of pride in our kids because what it does is it connects all of our students in Joshua ISD. Our elementary kids, our middle school kids are standing out there when those send-offs go through their campuses or go by their campuses, cheering on our secondary kids and the hope of that, one day that could be me on that bus. And I think the joy that comes to my heart is that I have seen that become full circle where they're those elementary kids were the kids on that bus and now these new elementary students are watching these kids i love cheering our kids on 
I love it. I love celebrating our kids. We have so many things to be so proud of in Joshua ISD and so many amazing accomplishments that that just brings uh, just such joy to my heart um, and to see the smiles and how excited those secondary kids are on that bus when they're going through on those send-offs. Um, it, that's that pride that we value in Joshua ISD. That is that pride that just runs full circle um, from elementary to secondary. So I would say that is one of my most favorite favorite things and, and things that I just love about it. in my tenure is cheering our kids on, celebrating our kids. And I would have to say, you know, also just the great accomplishments, the academic accomplishments that our kids and our students and our teachers, we have amazing staff in Joshua ISD that work so hard, that accomplish so much, and we have so much to celebrate. All of those accomplishments over the years, I just am very passionate about, and it brings great joy to my heart. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned all the accomplishments. In the two and a half years I've been here, it feels like every day I'm getting drowned with student success stories and staff, um, and I just try to keep up everything updated, get everything out there, um, and it's, it's just awesome to see that every single day that um, amazing things are happening in our district, and it's, you know, it's our job to, to get that out there and share the great things. Exactly. Um, okay, so we're, we're getting towards the end of our, our first episode here, and we, we like to end the show with a little bit of fun, uh, so we're going to have a little a short rapid-fire question segment. You think you're ready? I think so. Okay, awesome. Tell us your favorite food, and uh, um, if you have a specialty dish that you're that you're really good at, uh, let us know. Okay, I think my favorite food has always been pizza. I love pizza. It doesn't matter what time of the day. I like cold pizza in the morning, leftover. I like pizza <laughs> for dinner, pizza for lunch, and I just love pizza. If I had to pick a specialty dish, I think there's two dishes that I would say are two of my most favorite specialty dishes. So I grew up in South Louisiana, and so my mom has a Cajun background. My dad actually is Italian and has an Italian background. So I think that those two specialty dishes for me, one would be the shrimp etouffee, which is my mom's recipe, and I love to make it. Um, and then from my other specialty would be my spaghetti sauce and spaghetti meatballs and that's my grandmother's recipe that I love to make and so those would have to be my two specialty dishes and, and I can vouch for those they're they are legit <laughs> <laughs> they're really good <laughs> um, tell us about the last book you read and or the last movie you saw okay so I think the last movie I'm gonna go on that one and that was um, Top Gun Maverick, which my husband and I went see this summer for on our anniversary. And uh, it, it, I, we loved it. And because the first Top Gun came out when I was a senior in high school. And so it really was just great to listen to the music, the movie. It was just, we loved it. Awesome. Um, and then the last question, and I feel like this is fitting, being that we're in the education field. Uh, tell us about a teacher or a staff member that most inspired you while you were in school. You know, I'm going to go back to inspired me as a teacher. Just her teaching style was Miss um, Viator, And not only was she one of my most favorite teachers, but she was one of my best friend's mothers. Um, she was my Algebra two teacher, and she just had a way of teaching um, and just a super lady. And so I would just have to say that. Hey, well. 
Thank you so much. That's going to be it for our first episode of the Hoot Half Hour. Uh, I want to thank Miss Merrick again for making time out of her busy schedule to come and chat with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you, so. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a great year, 22-23. It will be a great school year for Joshua ISD. And just looking forward to all of the new accomplishments that our students and staff will achieve this year. Most definitely. Well, uh, remember, you can find our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as on our website, joshuaisd.org forward slash podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, and other podcast streaming services. Thank you for listening. We'll chat with you guys again next month.